Hi, my name is Marnie Og and I'm the director of Dark Sky Traveller and the founder of the Australasian Dark Sky Alliance. I'm passionate about the nighttime environment and preserving this wonderful natural asset for future generations. One of the best ways to experience the night sky is simply to go outside and look up. You don't need a telescope or an astronomy degree, just a little curiosity, an area away from bright lights and hopefully a clear sky. For the next few minutes, I'll be guiding you through the heavens above. If you need a minute or two to get comfortable, grab a blanket, turn off the porch light, press pause now and come back when you're ready. If you don't have access to the night sky where you are now, you can still listen. Just imagine the night sky above you, perhaps recalling a special night from the past where you saw the stars twinkling down above you. As the southern hemisphere creeps over the hump of the equinox and into a period where the daylight hours get shorter and the hours of darkness get longer, it's interesting to watch how our mornings and evening periods of twilight change. You may think that the daylight reduces equally at both ends of the day, but it doesn't. In fact, the mornings at this time of year, February, are much darker than the other end of the day, with this reversing when we head back into summer. Twilight. Have you ever considered what the word really means? You may know it as the time of day that comes soon after sunset, as the shadow of the earth, or as astronomers call it, the terminator, draws close passes overhead, and then finally settles below the western horizon. This is the time of day that is betwixt and between. It is twilight. The word itself sounds calming to me, perhaps because it is an important trigger for the human circadian rhythm. As the light dims in our natural environment, cells in our bodies start to rest, preparing our body for sleep and a period of repair, important for human health. For nocturnal animals, it's the opposite. This is their sign to wake up, stretch, and start their rituals of hunting, gathering, and travelling. As you sit outside, or recall an experience of being in this crossover period, what can you, or could you, hear? Is there a chorus calling out to the insect world for the last time for the day? Does their call crescendo in pitch and fever, or is it muting slowly, matching the dimming of the natural light? Are there frogs nearby, bleeping, bloating or popping, seeking a mate and an opportunity to make tadpoles? Or perhaps there are bats or birds flying overhead, traversing the night sky. This can be one of the noisiest parts of the day. Sitting outside, breathing in the air around us, listening to the environment sigh into the evening, this is the time to watch the stars start to pop out of the deepening blue. From where you are positioned, can you see to the east? Take a look shortly after sunset and you may see an atmospheric or space phenomenon called the Belt of Venus. 
a band of pink and blue that steadily draws up from the horizon. The dark blue layer, known as ink to artists, is the shadow of the earth being cast onto the atmosphere. Summer nights, like now, gives you the best opportunity to see it. It is as the sky reaches a dark blue, unlike that of the day, that the first stars, Sirius and Canopus, will show themselves. Both are high up in the night sky and probably almost overhead. Sirius, the brightest star, is known as Alpha Canis Majoris, or the dog star. Its Greek name means sparkling. Can you find it? This little blot of light is generated from a star just one and a half times the size of our sun. And that light that is reaching your eye now took 8.6 light years to get here. If it blew up right this very minute, astronomers wouldn't know for 8.6 years. Astounding, right? The second star, Canopus, is also up there. You may also see Mars, a deeper yellow or even red tinged star, which is on an imaginary line that extends towards the place where the sun set. Depending on your latitude and season, the twilight transition can take minutes or hours and, strictly speaking, is made up of more than one part. In fact, there are three twilights, civil, nautical, and astronomical, each progressively taking the sun six degrees further below our horizon and the living world below it into a deeper darkness. Polar nights is a term used in polar climes in the Arctic and Antarctic, indicating a period when the sun never makes it above the horizon, skirting it just below and creating a day that is never brighter in civil twilight. Conversely, midnight sun's days are when the sun never sets, making the darkest part of the day as bright as the beginning of sunset. Imagine if we never experienced this, if we never experienced different shades of natural light, if poets never wrote poems about sunsets and musicians never crooned love songs above, about the heavens above. What if the only way we experienced the world was to, to transition from our artificial light of our office or school to the artificial light in our homes? Would love prosper under the glow of an LED? Excessive street lights, security lights and advertising blot out not just this wonderful in-between light, but eradicates precious moments when we can ponder the light of far distant heavenly bodies and question why we are here now, able to see the light that took 8.6 light years to get here. <laughs>